The non-social path is you pick up the phone, you email, you knock on doors, you drive around your territory and try to find prospects. Oh, and yeah. all that social selling for me is just doing a lot of those same activities, but in a social media environment. So it's still connecting with the right people, being intentional with your message. It's creating content, educating potential buyers, motivating, edutaining potential buyers, mm -hmm. and it's building relationships through social channels. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join host Bryn Tillman as she brings you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here is your host, Bryn Tillman. Welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bob Woods, Chief Marketing Officer at Social Sales Link, where we train and coach both individuals and sales teams on converting connections to sales conversations through the power of LinkedIn and social selling without being, you know, salesy. My guest today is Alex Sheridan, the founder and CEO of Impacts Marketing, and that's spelled I-M-P-A-X-S. So Alex and his crack team of video pros help you turn your video content into a 24-7 sales rep for your business. And, you know, who doesn't want that? We've all got to sleep at some point, right? So Alex and I have been following, liking, and commenting on each other's videos and so on for several months now, I think. I like his content a lot because it really falls in line with our philosophy we have, which is presenting yourself, your company, your products and solutions in an authentic, genuine way and providing real value to your prospects. And nowadays for my money, there ain't no better way to do that than with video. You can find Alex all over social and I mean all over social, where he truly practices what he preaches when it comes to using video to provide value to his prospects. He also does many live events, so watch for him on those. And he has the Brand In Demand podcast, where he brings his audience actionable tactics, strategies, and insights on how to use your content and social media presence to build a, well, guess what, Brand In Demand and drive an insane amount of revenue for your company. Alex, welcome to Making Sales Social. So happy to have you on today. Thank you, Bob. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate that intro. You nailed it. Sure, sure. <laughs> glad to hear that. That's always good to hear. Thanks a lot. So our, our first traditional question we ask this of, of everyone is, what does making sales social mean to you? Well, I was a sales rep for 10 years, B2B sales. So for me, I was doing non-social sales. So I have perspective mm -hmm. on both ways. And I'd say that, you know, the non-social path is you pick up the phone, you email, you knock on doors, you drive around your territory and try to find prospects. Oh, and yeah. all that social selling for me is just doing a lot of those same activities, but in a social media environment. So it's still connecting with the right people, being intentional with your message. It's creating content, educating potential buyers, motivating, edutaining potential buyers, mm -hmm. and it's building relationships through social channels. Yes, precisely. And and I've seen enough. I've had enough windshield time and and all that and and knocking on doors. I know exactly what you're talking about there. This is this is definitely the better side of of the tracks to be on. Yes. So let's get to, to to video now and i want to get the uh the big huge proverbial 800 pound elephant in the room out of the way right now and it's a subject that you talk about quite a bit as well and i think deservedly so and it's the fear that many salespeople have about actually putting themselves out there and just making videos 
-hmm. I think there are a couple of things going on there, but I'd like to hear about why you think that this is, is the case, you know, producing video for themselves and with them, especially with them on camera and everything. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that probably salespeople aren't putting out video content and using videos in the sales process. And a couple of them are just like some very basic things. Like one, they may not understand the ROI of doing it or how it works or how to execute yeah. it. What would I even say if I was going to make a video and where would I send it and how would I get it out to people? And so there's definitely that aspect too. But once you get past that, I've just noticed with salespeople and just business owners and CEOs and a lot of different people, regardless of your role, there's just a fear of putting themselves out there, whether it's the mm -hmm. actual content or a video you're going to send in a DM or whatever it's going to be. And a lot of times that fear comes from, we worry about what other people are going to say and how they're going to judge us. And we we want validation from external sources. And we yeah. wonder, well, what if I send it and then they nobody responds? Or what if I post a video on LinkedIn trying to educate and help my potential customers and it gets zero likes or someone comments and says, hey, actually, that's not right. You're wrong. You know, and yeah. so I think, you know, what if we don't look the the part, the, the, the day we record the video? So, you know, there's so many aspect, aspects and elements in this, but you know, it's, it typically either comes down to fear of posting, you know, they're, they're worried about some type of external factor, typically, when they should mm -hmm. be worrying about their internal values and what they believe in themselves. Or two, it's just there's a lack of knowledge or gap of understanding what it can actually do for you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that, that the ROI aspect is important because a lot of people just don't see one that there is ROI. But two, it's not the easiest thing in the world to necessarily track ROI, especially in the world of sales, which is so numbers driven. And, you know, this lead came from here this is, and, mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. You know, salespeople don't understand it. And management may not even understand that there may not be direct ROI from 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 all these activities. And that could be for social in general, but especially with video. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always separate them between social selling and then kind of more of the content, personal branding, marketing side, right? So like mm -hmm. I could, and I did, and I taught my clients how to do this. Like we would send video DM. You could send potentially, if you're a salesperson right now, you could send 50 DMs or 100 DMs, whatever, Absolutely. every single week. And you could track how many, you know, get open potentially if they have the red receipts on there and their face shows up. But mm -hmm. at minimum, you would track response rates and you would track how many meetings that I book off those videos, right? So just like you're doing yep. a cold call, you would track how many videos you sent, how many you got responses, how many booked calls, and then how many of those calls turned into actual business or revenue. On the video and the content side, building a personal brand or a company brand or putting out mm -hmm. content, that's a little trickier. You still can track it with things like, you know, if you they're booking through a Calendly link, you can track where they found you. If you're on the conversation, you can ask, where did you first come across me? If you don't already know, you know, so there's things mm -hmm. that you can do, but it's, it's more of a process. You're not going to put out two or three videos and, you know, be able to go to your CEO and go, Hey, I made two videos. And I posted on LinkedIn and we won two new clients because of it. It's probably not going to happen. So you got to think about the short-term activities versus the long-term activities. And both of them have their place. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought up personal messaging too, because um, I think personally that when it comes to that, again, this comes back to the point of so many people, salespeople specifically aren't doing this. When you send a personal message, and this is going a little beyond what we we're talking about before, but when you send a personal message, it's almost like a one-to-one -one contact, although you're not able to go back and forth on, you know, on Zoom or whatever, kind of, kind of like yep. what we're doing right now. There's still that person can look you in the eyes. They can see your expressions and everything. And it's just, it, it's much more 
personal. It's a much more personal connection there. And because so many other salespeople aren't doing it, I think automatically you stand out in other people's minds just because you're taking the action to do it. Totally. And if you think about, you know, especially if LinkedIn, for example, what are most prospects getting hit with? Spam messages, text messages, you know, it's all text. It's long paragraphs. Book a call with me now. If you want to learn more about our product. Hey, Alex, I saw your book. And so it's just like, it's, you know, I was impressed with your profile. You know, it's like all these (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they try to make it personalized, but really it's not yeah. personalized. Really impressed with what your business is doing. Oh, really, John? What am I doing that is impressive to you? You know? Right. So they they try to like kind of make it even seem personal and we know it's not. So yeah. one, if you go personalized, you're now in the top 1% because you've instantly mm-hmm. separated yourself. Yes, it's going to take longer, but you're going to book more meetings. So what's the value of sending out a bunch of scripted spam mail and in mail mm-hmm. If you're not booking any meetings, right? So you could do less and make it more personalized and book more meetings. But two, then if you add video on top of that, well, now you're in the top 0.0001% because almost no one's doing that. And when people, yep. to your point, get a video, well, now they get a sense of who you are, your personality. You can flash a smile. You mm-hmm. can emotionally connect with them. You can reference something specific that you saw in a piece of content they put out or in their profile, or you can make a connection point. I mean, there's so many different ways you can take it that a video is going to give you that versus, you know, a, a scripted text message just is never going to give you that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, with that, hopefully we've started chipping away a little bit in the minds of the salespeople who are listening. Um, you know, they they may be thinking now about, well, this may be something that I want to consider doing. And then they go, now what? So now what? Well, the easy, I mean, from a, again, kind of separating it to two different sides, mm-hmm. one being like right. more of the social selling aspect, yep. send, sending video messages to people. Like, let's say, for example, on LinkedIn, you can literally just find a prospect. Here's what I would advise people to do, salespeople, is that you go mm-hmm. use something like Sales Navigator, or you, which is a search tool within LinkedIn, or use LinkedIn itself. Either way, find prospects. And ideally, you can find people that are already in putting out content. You can actually search in Sales Navigator by posted content in the last 30 days, and then search by job title. And then you can search yep. geographic territory if you want. You can drill down this list of like active potential customers of yours that are posting content, right? That's best case scenario. And then you go to their content, you engage, you send a connection request. By time you even send a message, They've already got a feel for, oh, I, yeah, I recognize Bob. He's he's engaged with my content. And so it's a familiar mm-hmm. face. And so they appreciate your support because we all want our content to do well and you're helping their yeah. content do well. So, yep. and then once you send the video message, it's as simple as you got that message pulled up and you go down to the bottom, you click that little uh, paperclip icon and then you can take a video. And so literally mm-hmm. all you need is your iPhone or your smartphone, whatever, a droid, whatever it is. And you can turn it on selfie mode and just position yourself, you know, somewhat similar like this, if you're watching on camera, yeah. just, you know, somewhat close to your face and you've probably got good visual, good audio, and then you deliver a message. I always recommend make it 60 seconds or less. You don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. you go up to two minutes, but like, you don't want to be ultra long-winded, you know, they're not expecting the message. So keep it short, keep it brief, keep it personalized. I always try to get a smile or some a laugh, you know, something uh-huh. in the first five to 10, 20 seconds, something that you reference yep. that maybe they didn't know. Like, oh, shit, they actually paid attention to what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then deliver your message, you know. And so that's that's a really good way to start, you know. And then if we're talking about posting video content, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not crazy different. Although now you're going to start talking about things that are value driven versus talking to one person. So, you know, if you got a if you got a, if your target customer is a CEO or a business owner, 
and maybe you do cost reduction services, you may put out a video saying, hey, did you know the number one cost that business owners are faced with that they just never, they, they always overlook is this. And this is one way you can actually reduce this cost, you know, come tax time or come this or what end of year, whatever it is. And you're just providing valuable stuff. You're educating, you're edutaining, you're motivating. And then what happens and what happened to me when I first started doing this, putting out video content, not right away, of course, but after you start putting out video content consistently, is that buyers actually see your content and go, you know, that was a great point. Why aren't we doing that? Maybe we should start doing that. And so you create this demand and they have this kind of light bulb moment to say, you know, Alex said something in his videos that I think we should be really using. And I don't think we're really using it to its full advantage right now. What does Alex do? Oh, he actually offers that as a service. Like, let's book a call with Alex. And so that's how, and I'm sure the same way, Bob, it's a lot of our leads come in inbound through just putting out quality content that actually yep. helps our potential customers. Absolutely. It's ultimately about providing like real value and, and not just, you know, value that you you think that they want to hear this is one point that, <laughs> right. that we always make it's it's what they want to hear right so i mean you you, you really need to be in, in touch with your current customers and even prospects who are just like you know you know here's what we want to hear here's what we want to find out even if they don't end up buying from you you can still use that information to put out really good quality video content that people are going to find a value that if they find like six months down the road it could still, you know, you know, stuff that you put out a long time ago, as long as, as long as, you know, the facts are still valid and, and everything, that stuff can still be used. And I think that that's one thing right. that a lot of salespeople don't think about is that this becomes like archive content that can pop up even in like Google searches, especially as LinkedIn now starts to move more content onto Google or Google picks up LinkedIn or however that's working in the background. But, you know, as, as that starts showing up as Google search results, Something you did six months ago or even longer than that could ultimately end up netting you a sale. Yeah. And as a salesperson, if you think about, you know, post meeting, think about after you get out of your meeting and then you've had yeah. something or even pre-meeting, you've had something that, but let's say it's post meeting and you get out of your meeting and you say, Hey, you know, Joy, we talked about this, this, and this, you know, I created a video. I was telling you about a couple of weeks back that just really identified and walked through step-by-step -step that process that we talked about. Take, take mm -hmm. a look and let me know what you think. And now you're providing more value, you're getting more credibility, building more trust, and it's just an easier sale. You're going to convert more sales. And because it's video, because they're looking at you, they're, in my mind, there's, there's implicit trust right there as opposed to just sending a text or attaching yeah. a PDF or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way if, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, look, if they're like not convinced by video, I'm like, imagine you get to send 100 emails to somebody that you don't know. And you have to build trust and credibility and likability with them. And then you get to, the other person gets to send a hundred videos. Imagine the difference in like, you're going to feel like you literally know the person with a hundred videos versus a hundred emails where you're like, they could be catfishing me. I don't even know if this person's real, right? right. So the video, yeah, it's more memorable. It builds more trust, more credibility. You, you get to showcase your personality. You get to flash a smile. You get mm -hmm. to really connect on a deeper level with a human being that you just can't do with text only. Yeah, and and in fact, it, it, it's funny because that actually brings to mind what what we we went through in in setting this up. We normally do like a quick fifteen minute, "Hey, how you doing?" type of thing, and and I propose the the same thing. And Alex is like, "We know each other already. Let's, <laughs> yeah. just, let's just go ahead and do it." We've been looking at yeah. each other, and I'm just like, 
yeah, that's a really good point. Let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's exactly the same thing. That's a perfect example of just like, you know, I know you, you know me, we've seen each other. I don't think there's going to be any major surprises, but you know, if we had not seen each other on video and it was just yeah. emails or just some, you know, a, a couple articles that we had written, we would do, we would need to do a call, you know, because yeah. we don't really know each other that well. So yeah, again, there's just so many ways that it builds trust and credibility and gets you closer to a connection, a conversation, a sale, a partnership, hiring somebody. I mean, it impacts all areas of business. I, I, I could not agree more with that. Definitely. So let's get back to the specifically the video and and the content production side. So, you know, doing posts and, and, and things like that. Some people are like, okay, at this point, you got me convinced I want to do video, but I don't have all of these hours to produce videos and, and things like that. Now, I don't know about you, Alex, but I generally advise people start out slowly. And this is, has to do with like any content sharing, but especially video. And then ramp up to a comfortable level. But the point is, and you brought this up already, is being consistent about when you do it. And it sounds like we're of like minds there, but I just want to make sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say post as much as you can while being able to be consistent, you know, so a lot of people make the mistake, especially on TikTok and LinkedIn, where they're like, I'm going to start posting multiple times a day. And then yeah. they get to like day <laughs> nine and then they quit. So like, man, I'm just burnt out. It's too hard to do. I'm just, I got a yeah. job to do and I'm a parent. And so like, you got to think about, yeah, I'd rather have you start, you know, if you're, if you're going to start posting content, you're brand new two to three times a week is a great start, given that you, you did zero last week, you know? So right. it's, it's all about progress over perfection. So if you can find, you know, two to three posts that week, and then you can ramp up to four or five, and then you can ramp up to more if you want to. And, you know, on LinkedIn, it can be a combination of text, picture, and video. On TikTok, it's obviously going to be more video. And so you got to mm -hmm. keep that in mind as well. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm happy if someone's going from zero postings to, to two or three or four a week. Uh, that's progress in my mind. Yeah. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. And, and, and you did bring up a good point there because I, I, I don't know about you, but I find myself nowadays thinking more and more about TikTok actually than, than LinkedIn, just in terms yeah. of, of posting content, you can't really do the text in, you can't do the text. All, I mean, when you think about it I, on TikTok, but with LinkedIn, you could really get that good mix going because you want to keep showing up, but you don't right. have to show up in a video every single time. I mean, you could do one video a week and then maybe up it to two, but then you, yet you're putting out other content so that people are still aware of you and they're still seeing your name. And then hopefully you're doing the other things that we teach when it comes to social selling in terms of getting it in their inbox and commenting and commenting on, and all that other stuff, because it's, it is about ultimately consistency though. Yep, exactly. I mean, the, the easiest barrier of entry with content is probably text, right? So now yeah. obviously TikTok, you really can't do, you can't type something out and have that be a post. Yeah. You can use text in your videos, but right. you've got to get creative if you're going to do that. But you know, with LinkedIn, you could start today and just say, I'm not going to make a video today. Maybe I'll make a video tomorrow, but I'm going to write out a text post and you just got to make sure the first line or two is something kind of punchy and attention grabbing. And then you got to deliver value. You got to help your customer, you know, through their buying journey experience, educate them, entertain them, motivate them. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's very simple to start with text. And then you know, the thing with video that obviously will come into play is that when people start to see your face, 
well, that's a brand builder. I mean, that's the true trust yeah. and credibility builder. Text, not that you can't accomplish that with text, but as we talked about earlier, it's just much easier to do with video. But you know, if you're if you're gonna start, if today's you know Monday and you say I want to get a couple posts out for the first time and you're doing a couple text posts, that's cool. That's cool. I would yep. definitely encourage you to, you know, start mixing in some videos whenever you can. But if you're going to start with a few text posts, that's great. Yeah. But then, you know, it, it, it's it's almost like you're amping it up to the next level when, when you add video, because there there's that true personal presence where no matter how um, how personality driven your your text is, video <laughs> just always takes it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's still a text at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so now people are probably thinking, oh yeah, all that sounds good. I think I'm going to do it. And then they're going, oh my God, what about, you know, what do I actually record it on? Do I need to set up a studio? What do you suggest for the beginner in terms of, especially when it comes to uh, publishing content, as opposed to just messaging, which that's real easy to do. Yeah, People, people might see that as, as like a bit more of a leap to go from that uh, one-to-one uh, video texting to actually doing content. What what would you su- suggest in terms of, you know, tech, quote unquote? Uh, the only tech you need to make video content in 2022 is just your smartphone. I yeah. mean, so you, you know, if you want to, like I record all my videos on my smartphone and people mm-hmm. are sometimes surprised by that, but I'm like, you know, will I up it eventually to something else? Maybe, probably, right? And mm-hmm. so all you really need is your phone. Now, if you want to go maybe a level up or if you want to upgrade, yeah, you could get a camera, you could get a webcam, you definitely could get a you know a microphone, a Yeti mic would be something very affordable that's plugged mm-hmm. into your USB port that would significantly level up your audio. You know, there's definitely things that you can do, but I think if you're just starting off, I wouldn't overcomplicate the tech issue um, yeah. unless maybe you're building some, you're building a large, like if I work, I'm working with companies a lot of times and we're building out a larger content strategy, they've got budget, we're going to invest in some mics and do the podcasting, whatever it is. And that would make sense too. But if you're just a sales, if you're a salesperson right now, starting off and you're saying, I just want to get started, then I think I would just not overcomplicate it. You can do text posts on your phone and you can film TikToks on your phone, film videos from LinkedIn on your phone and that's all you really need. Absolutely. So, so getting back to, to video and, and content, um, there are ways that I know that we use, and I see you do it all the time as well to use video, the, the stuff that you're shooting as a content machine and actually divvying up and, and, and doing some repurposing and doing all types of things so that you're not just knocking yourself out at, at video and also trying to do all of these other things. Video can actually be like the beginning point of all different other types of context. So how do you guys handle that exactly? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning when I first started creating content that most people struggle with, and it holds a lot of people back is it's hard to be consistent over a period of time, especially when you've got a job and you've got responsibilities, right? So mm-hmm you know, in the beginning, you've got to start off and kind of create the content and get a feel for it. But ideally over time, if you're going to be serious about it, you'd want to start building in processes and systems that allow you to kind of scale your content and your personal brand without taking a lot more time, right? So a couple of quick examples would be creating a content calendar or a content idea bank where you list out all your ideas and you plug in, you know, you plug in your content for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever you're going to post. And then you're, you've got this week covered and then you're looking at next week. And so you're just organized, right? You're not trying to come up with ideas last minute and create content last minute. If you take it a couple steps further, what we do is we've got a, a live event and a podcast that we run every week. And then we batch record or we record the live event. 
And then we take the footage from a live event and that becomes 10 to 13 clips sometimes that we're able to then post. So every week we're collecting 10 to 13 new videos. And then the audio become from the live event becomes the podcast. And then we kind of break down, transcribe, that becomes a newsletter. And then we get, you know, 10 to 13 videos to post on LinkedIn and TikTok. So that's one piece. And that's just me showing up for 45 minutes once a week. And then a little behind the scenes work. And then we have editors that do the editing. Right. The second thing you can do if you don't want to go through that process is you just batch record your content. So that's going to save you a lot of time and create a lot of uh, less anxiety and stress about creating content, especially video content, is that you just sit down for once a week, for a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. And you record five to 10, 15, 20, whatever it is that you can record for videos. And ideally you're keeping track of ideas throughout the week. As you talk to prospects, clients are getting these ideas. Yeah. Ooh, they're asking about this. They're challenged by this. This is a good question. I should answer that in my content. That's mm -hmm. where the ideas should come from. And then you put your own unique perspective on there and you share them. But you know, having some type of system in place where you can either batch record or repurpose content or have a calendar, something like that's going to help you keep on track. Because if you are trying to create content, you know, if it's Monday and you're trying to like, I don't know what I'm going to post tomorrow. I mean, yeah, you could do it, but eventually it's, it's going to be harder to create content. And you're probably going to either burn out or not be as consistent and it's not going to be fun. And so you want to make sure you try to keep it fun and you can stay consistent and the process and the system helps you do that. And then um, one of the things that we do here, we, we actually take that like a little step farther in that um, we'll grab quotes from what we say in, in our content. And then we may put out like a graphic with that yeah. quote, or maybe even use that as the basis for a text post as well. Yep. So those are just like a couple of other different ways that people can, I mean, video can really be a springboard to all other types of content and because it all started with one action and that's making the video, it's not, as I said, it's not nearly as stressful as it might appear to be if, if you think about it and doing it in, in the right way. Yeah, exactly. I always say it's easier to go from video to text or graphics than it is to go from text to graphics to video. Because once yeah. you got the video, you've got the video for clips, you've got the audio if you want to do something with that. And then you can just simply transcribe and turn it into graphics, quotes, text posts, blogs, because you've already got what, what's, what's been said. So yeah. it's like a really easy conversion versus if you only did text posts the last six months and now you're trying to go to video, you can do it, but it's a, it's a more of a challenging conversion. Much more difficult to do. It's much more difficult to do. So before we wrap up, um, we've mainly been talking about um, LinkedIn. Obvi and also TikTok as well, just because we're we're both on it. But um, there's so many different social platforms out there that want people to use video in their posts and content sharing because that's how they grow too. I mean, let's make no doubt about it. These companies are are there to grow and make money. So um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and and now LinkedIn. LinkedIn's kind of late, but now that they're here, they're doing really well with it. It's I I don't know about you, but for me, it's difficult to peg down to just one and say. You need to be on this one and that's it. But for salespeople, and I would say, especially B2B sales pros, like the ones who mainly listen to this, what do you think are probably the most effective ones to have a significant present on? Presence well, on? It, for a B2B sales folks, it's definitely LinkedIn. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, that's, it's hands down LinkedIn because of the, mm -hmm. because of the social selling applications of you being able to go into sales navigator and search for prospects, like your, your DM DMing capabilities, your commenting capabilities, you, you're able to start conversations in a much more deeper level than you can on 
TikTok where you can't even comment if you, you know, you get to yeah. certain characters and it cuts you off. It's like, so how am I going to yeah. have conversations? Right. So yeah, yeah it, definitely it's, I would LinkedIn should be top priority and there's still good organic reach there. So you've got an opportunity to grow pretty quickly, but I would say, you know, kind of creeping up on that is, is TikTok, TikTok. number two for sure, yeah. because more yeah. and more people are getting on there. You've just noticed, I know you've noticed, Bob, the, the platform is changing. It's evolving. Yes, it's becoming a lot more educational than it was yep. six months ago, a year ago, definitely two years yeah. ago. It's really changed and it's evolved. And, you know, I'm sure you win clients there. I win clients there like it's, you know, B2B folks and business owners, CEOs, they're there. You know, maybe they don't have the, the unique thing about uh, LinkedIn versus TikTok and like even an Instagram is that TikTok's one of those platforms where you got a lot of lurkers that don't really set up their profile. They just kind of have an account. It's kind of bare. They're not really making videos, but they're consuming the heck out of videos. Yeah. And so LinkedIn and Instagram, people feel like I got to have a profile. I got to have something on my page. I kind of take pride in having like a decent profile. TikTok's a little bit different where people are just kind of consuming, but yeah, it's definitely becoming more of a B2B tool for sure. And so I would take yeah. both very seriously. That's why I try to when we repurpose content, we're going vertical now because, you know, 60 something yeah. percent of people are, are on LinkedIn or using their mobile app anyways. Right. And then if you can take that content and get it to TikTok, you're kind of knocking two birds out with one stone. But yeah, that would be my my one two punch LinkedIn and yeah, TikTok. yeah, same here. And that's exactly where we're we're, we're definitely scaling up our, our presence on on TikTok as well without having to do any dancing. So that's so that's all <laughs> that's what I tell people. Like I don't do any dances, I don't do any trends, I don't do any freaking audio with the lip stuff. You know, I think a lot of people get over there and they start conforming to what they think they should be on the platform. Yes. And the same with yeah. LinkedIn. Oh, it's very professional. I need to, you know, wear a suit and tie and I need to post articles about this, this, and this. No, you don't, right? Like stay, mm -hmm. stay true to your message and what and what you stand for and what who you're trying to attract. But when you go to LinkedIn, absolutely express your personality, your unique perspective, and you can do creative things. When you go to TikTok, absolutely you can post and should post your educational content, you know, your content that you want to attract clients for and that kind of stuff. And so people get that mix. I see people go to TikTok all the time and they start doing, you know, 10, 20 trends in a row. And I'm like, that's yeah. not going to win you business. Like that's not the content that, you know, I mean, it could be, I'm not saying you never use trends or sounds. There's a right. place for them, but don't think that you got to use all the time. And that's all you can do because it's TikTok because that's, that's, that's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned edutainment a couple of times, and I just want to get your real quick definition of that. I mean, especially because people, people might be thinking, okay, now how do I put, put a um, kind of an entertainment spin, but obviously not, you know, you know, not going to the point of doing dances and everything else that, yeah. that we just mentioned, but at the same time, you know, making things a little more entertaining than, than what they might expect to see on LinkedIn. Although that's even changing on LinkedIn now too, but still, um, you know, what's, you know, what's kind of your definition to that and, and, and what's like, uh, you know, realizing that there are so many industries and stuff like that out there. What's yeah. like a possible spin on that? Yeah. I mean, edutainment is just fusing educational content with an entertainment twist. So mm -hmm. it's just taking a, you've got to, you know, you should start with a good message. You should have a good message in there. You know, that's the difference between entertainment, which can be used in, in B2B content too, but sure. between that and, and edutainment where you're actually teaching or motivating or changing perspective of someone as you're entertaining them. So I've done mm -hmm. a ton of different things, whether it's skits yeah. or raps or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, but you know, a basic version of this is you do like a, let's take your, your potential customer. If it's a CEO and you're having him, the CEO have a conversation and it's you, and you're kind of doing the split personality thing, you know, or you mm -hmm. wear a hat 
and the executive, or you wear put on glasses, you're the executive, and then you've got a suit jacket and you're the CEO, let's say, for example, and you're just having a little bit of a conversation back and forth that kind of points out some of the silly things that, you know, maybe is happening yeah. in the industry or like it points out some of the things that they could be doing better to drive better results. And so it's kind of like funny sure. and kind of makes you smile, but it also is like, that's a good point. You know, I think we're kind of doing that. We should really think about doing something <laughs> different. And yep. so- Absolutely. You know, there, there's a lot of different layers to edutainment. You know, you could go like full on script and characters and do a lot of different stuff. And then there's just very simple things like adding in some, you know, like an example would be a day in the life where you're kind of making it entertaining and you're showing people, this is how I do what I do. And you do a couple seconds of you walking out the door next couple seconds, you're doing this. The next couple seconds, you're doing that. Yeah. So you're kind of highlighting something and it's just kind of fun to watch. You know, I would say yeah. it's a you know, it's mm -hmm. fun to watch, but you're also learning something at the same time. Yes. I mean, so, so definitely the edu and edutainment should, uh, in my mind there, there's a reason why that it's edu is first. And and that's yeah. because you, you really do need to, to, to educate at the same time. In fact, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about doing something and it's just starting in my mind and I have no idea how this is going to go, but, uh, but I want to do like, um, law and order social selling unit. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be you good. know how, like in the beginning, where they always come up on, <laughs> on, on like a, a victim or something like that. And it's like yeah. different every single episode. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm still, I'm yeah. still sucking that out a little bit. But I mean, well, yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, it's a great example. Like I, like a long time ago, I don't even know when it was. Maybe a couple of years ago, I did the LinkedIn detective, and I think I, oh. re, I think I did one maybe a year ago. It was like another version of that, or, but it was a while mm -hmm. ago. And um, so that was a good example where I was like a LinkedIn detective and I'd, I'd come up on another detective and I'd be like, detective, what do we got? And he'd be like, oh, we got a, call, oh, we got a guy, guy posted a video, you know, it completely flopped. Mm -hmm. And then he'd have to, you know, I think I did a couple on TikTok. It was like a version yeah. of that that I did before. But that's mm -hmm. a great example of like, you should totally try that, by the way, too. I think that'd be <laughs> awesome. But, you know, that's an example of like, you're just having fun with it. But it's also teaching people, you know, I could say something Absolutely. like, guy's crying because his video didn't perform. And I'm like, well, how many videos did he post? He's like, just one. I'm like, he posted just one video and he's sad that it didn't perform. Like you need to post a hundred videos, you know? So you're just kind of like poking fun at some of the things that maybe your customer mm -hmm. would do or like they're trying, but it's not right. working. And you're kind of yep. providing a solution in a way, but it's just, it's just an, a very entertaining thing to watch. Yeah. And that's just one example. I mean, one example. there's, there, there's so many ways that that yep. can be done, you know, Entertaining, not I don't want to say not too much so entertaining, but really keeping the key on education and just having a laugh about it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh finally, we we all love those, you know, here's one thing you can do right now, takeaways types of things. So what I'm wondering is uh what's the one thing our listeners can do today to get themselves on a path to start creating videos? What can they do? Not literally right now, but, you know, right now. Well, I mean, I, you know, for me, it's you got to if you're new at something, especially video creation, but with anything, you're not going to be amazing at it right away. You know, it's not like you're, whether you're playing tennis or golf or you're doing acting or whatever it is, like you're not going to be phenomenal at something when you've never done it before, more than likely. So for me, a good action item is like, just commit to maybe if you're going to do the video DMs on LinkedIn, you're going to send some pro and it honestly could be something as simple as like, I talked to a prospect three or four weeks ago, they didn't get back to me. I'm already connected with them on LinkedIn anyways. Let me just send a video DM and mention something that we had talked about in the conversation that I can sprinkle a little bit of value on. And that just starts the conversation back up. You know, sometimes it's literally as simple as that. 
John, we talked, Sally, we talked, you know, three or four weeks ago. I just thought of you because remember we were talking about this, this, and this. Yeah. So I just did a video or I just did this, or I saw this on this, this and this. And made me think about you guys. And I had another question for you, you know, anything little like that, you just need to get in the practice and the habit of making videos. So maybe you just commit and say, I'm going to send 10 of those videos mm -hmm. this week, or I'm going to send 20 of those DMS with either old prospects that I lost touch with, or people in my pipeline or people I'm close to closing or you know, the dream customers, whatever it is, commit to sending 10, 20 videos this week, you know, and uh, I think that's a great place to start. And here's a key secret behind all of this. Once you start and if you're consistent, it gets easier. Yes, absolutely. You get more confident on camera and you build skills and you're able to convey your message a lot more clearly because you're constantly doing it on video. You're almost forcing yourself to refine your value prop and opening line and getting attention and all that stuff builds. So, you know, just, just don't, don't focus on like so many crazy results right off the bat. Just say, I'm going to send right. 20 videos a week starting now. And let's just see what happens. Let me, let me send 20 videos a week to people in my pipeline, dream clients that I want to get a hold of people that I lost touch with, just do that a couple of weeks. And then maybe you say, you know, gather some questions and challenges that are, that are constantly coming up as common challenges. And then maybe you make a video for the feed and you address, Hey, you know, you're, if you're a business owner and you're wondering how to do X, Y, and Z, let me tell you what most people don't realize that's actually going to work for you. You know, or like I got a video coming out this week where I'm like, you're not feeling creative. You don't know what to post next. Here's what you do. And then I'll give you, and I'll provide the value, right? So then you can start adding videos in your content. Absolutely. And that is a, that is a great, that's a great way to end with Alex Sheridan, founder and CEO of Impacts Marketing. Look for him as he's got big presences on LinkedIn, TikTok, and other social platforms, as well as host of the Brand In Demand podcast. We definitely appreciate your time. We know you're a, you're a busy guy doing videos. So uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely like it. Um, again, Alex's company's website is impacts.com, I-M-P-A-X-S.com. There you can find out about the company and its main services, video content, demand creation strategy, and advising creative video editing services, and one that we didn't even get into today, social media management. So Alex, fantastic. Really appreciate you coming on today, sir. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate you having me. Sure. And remember, when you're out and about this week, be sure to make your sales social and with video. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.